podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to Janny Team Selection ahead of the final game week, game week 38. Can you believe it, Janny? We're here. Just a few days left for the season. Oh yeah, it's quite, quite nice in a way, I think. I am ready for the end of the season, but mm. at the same time, I know I know two weeks will pass, a kind of end of the month, and I'll be like, right, ready to go again, missing FPL. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, I've been I've been wanting to know where I'm going to finish this season for a very long time, and in five days' time, I'm going to know what rank I finish on. And you know, the only rank that matters is only ever really the end of season rank, isn't it? So I want I want that info. <laughs> yep. So you're currently placed at 18,693. Uh, we'll talk about the players you've got left. You've got a few players left this game week. But it looked like last week, top 10k was a distant dream. But I don't know, a late push? A late push if Danny Ings goes big tonight. Yeah. 10k is very realistic. If Danny Ings blanks tonight, top 10k it's not tonight, is very it's unlikely. Sorry, Thursday. Yeah. Um, no football, no Premier League football tonight. It was really disappointing. They went Monday mm. night, Tuesday night, nothing on Wednesday, and then loads on Thursday. Well, it's, the, it's, um, like... it's the Europa League final, so they didn't. Oh, they, there's no that clash. Right? I didn't want to clash. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think I'll bother watching the Europa League final. I don't care too much about Rangers and Frankfurt. I mean, I'll definitely be watching the Conference League final featuring Roma because, of course, yeah. I'm a I'm a Roma fan as every other Italian team in the league when they're in Europe. <laughs> is, it, um, is it shirt on, shirt on your wall for, for Roma? That's yeah, I've got a, I've got a match worn Totti shirt. Have you uh, yeah. on that rail somewhere? Yeah, as well as a few <laughs> others from Roma. Yeah, they make good shirts. They do. Uh, yes, just before we get into your, your Game Week 37 38, I just want to talk about Club, who we have been partnered with um, this season. If anyone's not familiar with Club, uh, it's a free to play mobile game um, that allows you to create, build, and sell your own digital football uh, club. And basically, you step into the shoes of a kind of CO uh, club owner. Uh, it's got fantasy football elements. So you pick players, you, they score points. Um, but then you've also got the kind of more football manager side in terms of uh, youth development, transfers, all this kind of stuff. Uh, it's quite cool. If you look at my my, if you look at the screen, there's a picture of my kit and my badge. Uh, I'm one of these kind of founding club uh, members. Uh, there's still time to do that. If you want to become a gold founding member, you can. There's still spots. There's a link in the description um, below. You pick players from Europe's top five leagues, so it's not just limited to the Premier League. So you can effectively have a team with. Uh, Mbappe and Kante and all these kind of guys um, and it's a, the, the kind of scoring systems tweaked so that kind of defensive midfielders and, and players are rewarded more you've also got to kind of build like a normal team so it's a bit different to FPL in terms of you you know you can have like a back four and then you know two centre mids and, and stuff like that so you're not it's not just all about the kind of attacking uh, players you get you get involved in club Jenny you've been kind uh, of on the, yeah. kind of the threshold of it haven't you I've been keeping my eyes on it like I was really interested to see like what it was about um so far, I don't have a team or anything like that. I haven't f actually started playing the game, but I have had my eyes on it. And I do think it will inevitably be something that I take to in the summer when there's no FPL. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I imagine they'll have a spike in users off the back of the kind of couple of couple of weeks in the summer, especially because there's not a summer tournament other than the women's Euros to really get behind. So, yeah. I've definitely got my eyes on it. And I like your kit as. I like that dark green. It's some Germany away yeah, vibes. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 it's not actually out yet, the game. So if, even if you wanted to get involved in it, you, you can't at the moment. They're still in the kind of beta tweaking stage. Um, it will be released in, in the summer. 
So this is kind of the final chance to get involved in that. What, what would you see your kind of ownership style? Would you be like, because you can take sponsor deals, right? It's, it's, I like it because it's like football manager, but moving yeah. up like football owner side. So you can take like oil money, but then the fans might turn against you. And then there's kind of like, you know, um, you know, kind of things that happen to your club off the back of that. Or you can be like, you, know, you can take like the Greenpeace money and, and all that kind of stuff. Then you get far less, but then all the fans are on your side. There's different ways you can kind of go with it. <laughs> I would love to say I'm going to go down the forest green vibe and be a, a fully vegan club and sort of go go green and, and think about like human rights first and and of course like green vibes first. But actually, when it comes down to it, I'd probably go. I want all the best players, and therefore this is just a game, and I will go uh, and go win at all costs and take the oil money if it means my team will be better in real life i wouldn't do that but on the game i think i would <laughs> i was gonna say you, you, you definitely be, you and me both would probably be taking all the money i think on, on the game uh cool so if you're interested in that if anything that sounds interesting to you uh check it out there's a link in the youtube description um the website itself uh is let me just find it it's clubgame.app uh, there will be an app for that coming out in the summer and then it will be kicking off kind of uh next season i imagine um, when the football starts right cool Let's talk about Game Week 37. Yeah. So far. Uh, so, yeah, you're on a free hit. I mean, and I mean, let's be honest, the free hitters uh, have all been doing very well uh, this season. Uh, this season, this, well, this season as well, apart from my free hit, but mostly this week. It's kind of all gone a bit perfectly, right? I mean, you've got Pickford in goal, uh, Dean, Mikalenko, Cash, De Bruyne, Zaha, Son, Madison, excellent, Ings, Captain, Kane, uh, and Richarlison. And okay, you went for Ings over Richarlison. But, you know, you've had Madison come in, you've had Dean come in, um, Richarlison as well, really popular. Liverpool, look at the team Liverpool played last night. You've halved yeah. your rank. You've got to be pretty happy. Yeah, I am very happy. As always, captaincy is just, I'm rubbish at it. I always pick, I can't wait to go through next week when we do our review and compare my captaincy with other sort of FPL show pundits or scout um, uh, guys and I guarantee I'll be bottom of the very close to the bottom of the list. Like I'm just dreadful at picking captains. Clearly, although Danny Ings might turn up tonight. Um, but look, I've he's been, not I'm playing happy. tonight. How Sorry, Thursday. Thursday. God's sake, Janny. Um, I went. <laughs> I went double Everton defence, and as soon as uh, Brainthwaite got the the Brainthwaite got the red card, I was like, well, that's going to go then. And then obviously Palace scored against Villa, but I don't mind. Dean did get the six points. I thought he got a bonus, but obviously not. Or maybe he did get one bonus. I can't remember. Um, he got the assist for three and then the points for two, and then one bonus for six. Yeah, so he did get one bonus. Useful. Um, but look, Thursday night, so much action, right? I've got mm. all my Villa guys, triple. I got triple Everton. I've got Zaha. I've got Madison again. So I'm hoping I get a really big green and this rank that we're looking at now is, is vastly improved. Um, so yeah, so far so good. I I went Madison as a last minute shout on Sunday morning, pretty much after watching Liverpool go to extra time. I had in my head, if Liverpool go to extra time, I probably won't go with Jota. Even though I knew Jota would start regardless, we all mm. knew Jota was starting last night. I was more just, I wanted Jota starting with a fair few good players or first team players around him and instead he started in a B team which I thought would be the case should the game go to extra time so Jota came out for Madison in what was kind of my only change the other thing I was waiting on as I was hoping we might get some Leicester team news and there if we did I would have gone Vardy and Madison or perhaps Vardy instead of Madison but I didn't get it and if I'd gone Vardy this is weird to say and look I I didn't do it and I this isn't me this isn't sour grapes at all 
if I'd gone Vardy, I may have captained him, knowing he was starting against Watford, I probably would have. But it's funny, I never considered captaining Madison. And I don't know why. No. I would have captained Vardy and I wouldn't have captained Madison. It's that whole number nine bonus points thing for goals and penalty appeal. Um, so look, I've said all week I was probably going to go for my Aston Villa forward, whether that was Watkins or Ings. And again, if we had known Watkins was starting, he probably would have been in my team. But look, we didn't. So yeah, I'm 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 happy and I can't complain. Because it wasn't so much about the money, was it, with, with Vardy? Because, I mean, you've got like Cancelo on your bench, yeah, for example. Yeah, I had but the it, money. It's, it's knowing who that kind of optimal front three were. Because Richarlison was, I think, in everyone's team. Kane and Son were so, you know, attractive against Burnley. I I kind of, I took a minus 12 and ended up getting Danny Ings in. I thought he was the most... Did you? Did you captain yeah, Ings? I did, yeah. He, yeah. He, to me, he, he was the one I most wanted to captain. The stats were great. The fixtures were good. You know, Watkins had that kind of injury doubt, which either meant he had all that creativity behind him or if Watkins was fit. I mean, Watkins set him up twice for you know, oh, really good chances. First 20 minutes, he could have had a brace. I know. So it was, it was quite frustrating. And then, you know, you'd have to have taken one of those out, obviously, to, to go for Vardy with no real guarantee that he'd start that Watford game, given that he played Norwich um, in the last match. So, yeah. yeah, I think Madison was the was the kind of safer choice. But still, there wasn't a real guarantee that he would start that the Watford game. It's so hard to predict who's going to start for... For Leicester, and and that kind of makes the captaincy a bit tougher. Whereas Ings and Richarlison were, you know, were, were nailed on. So I I, yeah. I I didn't consider it either. Fair play for the people that went for Vardy, you yeah. know, and captained him. And you know, Luke, for example, had Vardy, Madison, and Barnes went triple oh, Leicester. You know, on nice. the free hit, you know, it's a it, it's a great move. But yeah, I think you know, I think looking at looking at the teams and you know, Newcastle beating Arsenal, you know, all the Ramsdales and Sackers all all blanking. Yeah, you had, um, Liverpool you know, not showing up. Like we said, Liverpool not showing up, and yeah, and then you and you got some fixtures to come. So I think you're in, oh, I think City you're conceding was good as well, wasn't it? City conceding, like, so many had exactly. double City defence. Laporte, Cancelo, all these guys. Yeah, and I think you know you got you got seven left for game at thirty eight um, for for thirty seven. I think you you could be at 13, 14 k, and you know that makes a really interesting last day. Yeah, I think so much. I think if Danny Ings goes big, I get I could be in the top 10k by the end of the week, but yeah. I need him to go big, which is a long shot. Uh, Cancelo was in my 11 as, and again, till Sunday morning, the two changes I made was Jota out Madison in, that worked well. Wow. And then I went, I always had Luca Dean, but I didn't have cash. So it was Cancelo instead of cash in my 11. And a li- what most of us do when there's double game weeks on is we start the week going, I'm going to have five or six single game week players. I'm going to be really reserved, going to go f- cover the right guys. And then as the days tick on and the deadline approaches and those hours get nearer, you you get the FOMO and go, I'm free hitting. Why don't I just go all in on double game weekers? Now, I didn't do that. You can see where I still had double Spurs and, and De Bruyne. But I, I did increase my double game week load mm. by going, look, Matty Cash is playing twice. Cancelo's playing once. West Ham could score. Bowen's decent. Antonio's decent. Let's just take him out. So I was really pleased with that decision. And I think I think sometimes we we make decisions a little bit based on effective ownership and FOMO. And I looked at it and went, why is Cancelo in my team this week? I really don't need him. I'm going to have him for 38 anyway. And it probably, I looked at it and went, probably was because... I just looked at the ownership and was a bit scared of it, which is a ridiculous mm. way to manage, especially at this point in the season. So I went Matty Cash in and look, he got two points, but he might go and get six, seven tomorrow night. Yep. I mean, realistically, though, you you you, you put in Jota for Madison and I don't think you're sitting here as happy as, as you are. 
Yeah. You would only have had Richarlison. Five. A couple of yeah. points from Dean and the captain blank going into it. So you'd be kind of saying, oh, I'm optimistic, but you know, it's not been so great so far. Whereas at the moment you've had a, it's been good and it could get better. And that's the yeah. difference between what one player can make, right? You get one call like that. And, you know, people call them 50-50 yeah. calls. Whether they are 50-50 calls, I think is very debatable. Um, they might be 50 calls are. in your mind. but Yeah, they're not. And all I've seen on my Twitter timeline is 50-50 calls chat in the last month. For me, that feels like, is that not FPL? Is FPL season after season, week after week? Do we not in our head have to make these 50-50 calls every week where in our head, it seems like it's a 50-50 call. In reality, it's probably not. Madison was definitely a better shout than Jota. That wasn't 50-50. Madison plays twice. Jota was a week in Liverpool in a 120 minutes. It That was a 70-30 yeah, but but in I, my head, I thought it was a fifty-fifty. I find it funny when people are like, "Oh, I had one of these four players." It was just such a fifty-fifty call. I was like, "Well, yeah. no, that, that now isn't a fifty-fifty call, is it?" Is, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Look, we'll always go back to the "Oh, it was a fifty-fifty when we were wrong." But when we were right, we forget about all those fifty-fifty calls mm. we got right or we got lucky with. So for me, over thirty-eight game weeks, your rank's true. Like I really, I really think it. And look. I'm sat here on a good rank, so it might sound easy to say, but last season I had a terrible rank. And again, it was true. I didn't manage well last year. So I, th- I think, I genuinely think luck balances itself out. I think there are enough variables in this game to go 38 weeks to go at the end of the season. Yeah, you may have got unlucky with some chips, but you may have got lucky in other weeks. It balanced, 38 game weeks is enough. There's enough individual performances in those 38 weeks for me to make it pretty even. Yeah, the only the only kind of caveat to that is, I mean, last week last week was the craziest week that I've ever experienced in, in FPL. You know, having people a hundred points behind me in mini leagues catching me up in one week, I've never experienced that that before. Yeah, the De Bruyne catch, but but is it only because it's fresh in our minds? As do you do you not think you've had a week like that, or do you just remember this because no. it was a week ago? Not 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 a hundred points in one week. It was mental. I mean, you know, you know, there's been big weeks where I've had like 110, 120 points. Other people have got like 160, 170. But then other people have had, you know, less. It was like I looked around mini leagues and everyone was was 120 plus. Everyone, you know, and and I know there were some people like me who were kind of in the 60, 70 marks. I've spoken to people and they've all said the same thing. They just couldn't believe looking at the team they had with 11 doublers going into that week, <laughs> feeling quite confident about it. Um, to you know, to to lose ground like that. So yeah, it's it can, it can be it can be a brutal game. Um, it is absolutely brutal. But for every week you have like that, which is rare, they're few and far between. You also have that one worldy week each season where you have the hundred and twenty points on everyone else. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is true. Yep. And that's yeah, that's the thing. Got before we move on to your team for uh, gaming. Oh, hang on, what's happened here? Hi everyone, so, sorry about that. Um, I will explain briefly what happened. So it's another Zoom issue. Basically we have like a central fantasy football scout paid Zoom, um, but we don't always tend to use it because if you've got two people, it's it's free, right? So you only need to pay when, you, when there's more than two of you. Um, but Zoom have changed it now. So now it is only up to 40 minutes, even with two people. So now everyone basically who's with Scout is now using this one central Zoom. Uh, So it was Joe. It was Joe's fault. Joe signed into it and logged me out. Uh, Didn't realise we were on a stream. So that is is why. So I think I'm going to have to develop some kind of schedule or something that everyone looks at. Even though, well, there is one already, but I need to make that 
football public for everyone. Uh, I'm just disappointed yeah. Joe isn't watching my team selection videos. Well, I know, Joe, that's it. come on. <laughs> that's, that's, that says a lot, doesn't it? It says a lot that, that Joe isn't isn't here watching that. Um, to be honest, I'm amazed it's taken 38 weeks for something like that yeah. to to happen. So yeah, it's not it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, if you're wondering why we disappeared, uh, that is why. Thanks for the comments about my karate kid uh, background, by the way. Um, it's actually a Cobra Kai background, not karate kid, but you're, you're close. Love it. Uh, right, I think we were at your team uh, for Game Week 38. So it's Ramsdale in goal. Uh, it's Trent, James, Alonso and Cancelo. You've got Salah, Diaz, Havertz, Kulusevski, Saka and Kane. So this is your uh, this is your team coming back um, from, you know, from before the free hit. Happy with it? Yeah, I I'm happy with it in the respect that if I was putting together a free hit team, it would have pretty much three Liverpool, three City, three Chelsea, and a couple of Spurs, or three Spurs, two Chelsea. So I've got these teams covered, right? I, teams with something to play for, top four, top four, right? So going for the title teams, and obviously Spurs because of of. Spurs and Chelsea because of easy fixtures. So at the moment, I've got two Everton, two um, Arsenal players in there who play Everton. I wouldn't want them anywhere near a free hit team because I wouldn't want Saka or Ramsdale in, but I'm happy mm. enough with them. I'm not going to be swapping them out. What I don't have in this team, the big one is Son. Now, you can look at Havertz and do your emojis, um, but... <laughs> Which people are. <laughs> if, if Lukaku plays on Thursday night, and there's talk that Havertz is back fit, then I think Havertz starts versus Watford and you definitely want him in your team. So a lot is going to be dependent on what Tuchel says post-match, what we see during the game uh, to know about that Chelsea selection. What I like about it for Chelsea is not only is it Watford, but it's also the last home game, right? So you would think there won't be a huge amount of rotation, especially if we see some of that rotation on Thursday away at Leicester. The likes of Alonso, this could be his last game in a Chelsea shirt. I think he's going to start at home against Watford as a send-off. But yeah, James and Havertz is a little bit up in the air. So yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. Liverpool, I'm confident with Trent and Diaz. They both start. If Salah's injured, and again, training pictures, press conference quotes, going to be so important. Klopp's quite good. And we know what he's already said, that he's an option. Um, Salah out Son in seems like the most obvious transfer ever if Salah's out. If Salah's not out, then it's I've got a bit of a dilemma because it's like, do I risk 10 minutes for Salah off the bench knowing Son's going to get 90 against Norwich? Um, I'd probably make that transfer still. Um, I would need assurances that Salah's fully okay to keep him, I think. Mm. I was I was in a uh, I was in a, a, a state last week because I just couldn't work out what to do because I, I wanted Son, you know, for that Burnley match and the Nor- Norwich game, obviously. But I didn't want to sell Salah away at Southampton, even though I knew that he was probably going to get reduced minutes after the final. And then yeah. he got injured in the final. And obviously, I don't wish injuries on any player, but it was kind of like, I just breathed. I just was like, oh, that makes my transfer so easy this week. I'm just going to do Salad to Son. You did Salad to Son, did you? Yeah. And, you know, and that was, in, in a way, that was one of the advantages of not being on the free hit, because I think yeah. people with Salah have got a decision to make now because if, if unless Klopp comes out and says Salah is completely fine and ready to play there is going to be a big question mark about his, about his availability I think Liverpool go full strength in that game against Wolves yeah me too but they're not going to take risks they're not going to take any unnecessary risks with, with players like, like Salah and yeah, you know, six and days later, Champions League final. It's like it, you're just exactly. not gonna you're not gonna risk him if and if he's doubtful. The the big thing for me as is I've seen loads of um, 
oh, free hitters are one nil up. Now, free hitters have got lucky with a lot of things, but free hitters one nil up in the respect that they didn't sell Salah and he could be this amazing differential. Now, he could be, but that that means for the free hit teams, you probably haven't got Son. Like, assuming you've got Kane, like me, if you've got Salah, you don't have Son. So I don't think it's one nil advantage free hitters at all. I think, if anything, I'd, I'd, I'd rather not have that, have to use that transfer and already have Son instead of Salah in my team. Even if Salah's fit, who would you prefer, Salah at home to Wolves or Son away to Norwich? I prefer Son. I'd prefer Son. I mean, the now way that, he's playing. that is a 50-50 call. If both start, that is a 50-50 call. On I, current I, form, I'd want Son. Yeah, but Wolves are bad. They I are mean, bad. Norwich are bad. I mean, they're both bad. They're both good. To, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's really close. I think I'd, I'd lean towards Son as well, but I wouldn't feel good. If, if, if Klopp... When Klopp when and if Klopp, Klopp comes out and says Salah's ready to play in 38 and fight for the golden boot, we're going to give him 90 minutes. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to be there like, oh, that could be a big one for, for the people that have, have still got him. But I feel I didn't, it did not feel good not having Son and I would have had no other way to get him other, other, oh, than, yeah. selling, other than selling Salah. Um, I mean, your your other issue, I mean, your bench is... I mean, your bench is a joke. Let's, let's, let's be, let's be Although rough. I think Gelhart's a nice differential this week. Yeah, I suppose he is. I guess he, so, he is if he gets the minutes. Yeah, I think my bench is Broya, rubbish. Gelhart, Amity, for anyone but Gelhart is a good first sub to have. I genuinely, would look at it and go, I'd be very happy if he makes it into my eleven. So you'd so let's say you sell Salah for Son, that'll give you sort of two point three million left to play with. Havertz is a problem, I guess. Yeah, Havertz is a problem, and I if guess he's he'd not need fit, to go as well, right? If he's not fit, I've either I've got the option of playing Gelhart in my eleven and having Havertz on the bench, but then that doesn't give me a good bench option should Reese James or Alonso yeah. or Saka, because I think Saka's injured. I think Saka's been injured for the last three weeks, and I think he's been nursing it, and I think that's why he's not been the same player. And I wouldn't be surprised now. There's nothing to play for for Arsenal to see Saka not even play. But let's look. This is mm. going off absolutely nothing, guys. So don't take that as gospel. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like this week I'm going to need a good first sub, which makes me think if Havertz is out, I have to sell him for a four-point hit. If Havertz and Salah are out, I have to make a four-point hit and then have Gelhart as a good first sub option, knowing Reese or Saka might not play. So who does Havertz become? I'll have money to do to, to pretty much buy who I want. I won't be able to reach KDB, uh, which is a shame. I'd be just short of that. I could have any other Man City midfielder. I could go for Mares punt. I could go back to Foden. Or Amar, I could... Are you joking? Amares? <laughs> what more does that man need to do to get people to stop transferring him in? I can't believe I've it. I've not had him all season. I've not had him yet. I want my bit. I want my slice of Mares cake. But look, Havertz to Foden would probably be more likely than Mares. Um, but it would be Mares Foden or Money Mace. Mason Mount, flat track bully against weaker teams. I'd have the Chelsea spot available, so it could be Havertz. You'd have a lot, I mean, you'd have a lot of money on your bench. You'd have about two, two million on your bench, right? Because Mount's about the same price as, as Havertz. Havertz, yeah, he's even cheaper, I think. Yeah. I mean, not, 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 not that that matters. I mean, what, what would you feel about hits on, on the final day? Because I'm, they're, they're difficult, right? Because they, they've got to come in that week. That's the obvious thing about them. It's not like you get a few weeks to kind of justify how that hit goes. You have to get those four points back on the day or it's a failure. Yeah. Do you tend to take them on, on 38? I, I try to avoid them, but two so seasons much potential ago this week. I don't think last season of Kenny, the year before that was the year where I think we had early team news that Salah was out. Yeah. I think I took a minus 12 or 16. 
No. I took a, I took them on the final day. I took a massive because I saw I was playing for mini league success as I always do more than, well, I say always until this season, this is the first season I've cared more about overall rank than mini league success. Cause I've not had money on it. Um, and we, cause we were told we're not allowed to bet anymore. <laughs> um, mm. um, so I took a minor 16 to get to cover Toby to get all the players I knew he had that could do well, that could hurt me. So sly. I, that's so, sly. And because I was like 10 points above him in my mini league. So I went and I, and I saw the Salah news who was out. <laughs> so he claims the only reason I beat him was I saw the early team news and he was driving back from my house down to Brighton where he lives and therefore didn't see the early team news. And he still says the only reason I beat him that year is because I saw the team news and the Salah thing. <laughs> He's but, probably um, right to be fair. It was funny because I took a 16-point hit, I think it was, but I beat him by 16 points in the end. And Alonso, one of the players I brought in, got a free-kick goal against Wolves. Oh, yeah. Mason Mount assist. Um, so I'm not... I don't mind taking hits, but look, like always with hits, I always say they're not just for one week, they're for the foreseeable future. And in game week 38, they are only for one week. So you've got to be certain. So look, I would take it if it meant selling Havertz, who I knew was out for a Foden or a Mount, because I think that player can get more than four points that week and I don't have a bench. But would I be take? Would I usually advocate for lots of hits? I probably wouldn't, unless it's for mini-league coverage. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some very interesting games this week. I mean, Arsenal-Everton, I know Arsenal are out of that, that top four now, but, you know, you look at... you look at Well, I mean, they're not, are they? If, if, if Spurs lose and... An Arsenal Spurs, are, Spurs have to lose. Spurs, Spurs have to draw, lose. Yeah, then, okay. it, then they're fine. I mean, that's, so that's, they're not going to lose, are they? It's, it's, it's very unlikely, but there is still a chance, which means I think that, that Arsenal go full strength. Because Everton's away form is, is terrible. Brentford leads. I really like Brentford at home in, in this game. Do you? I like, Even with I, Leeds having so much to play for? Yeah, but I, this is so they've much had, nonsense. They've had something to so play for for the last nonsense. three months. They've been I, rubbish every time. <laughs> I think this is my, my new thing next to EO where I just think it's, it's absolute garbage because I, I just, I mean, look at Everton Brentford. That's a perfect example of a team with everything to play for versus a team with nothing to play for. And who yeah. wins that game? Brentford. You look at Arsenal versus Newcastle. Yeah. Arsenal with everything Good to example. play for. Newcastle with nothing to play for. Look who wins. Newcastle. It's it's nonsense. It's it, you, you can't, you just can't, predict it especially not down the bottom of the table these teams have been poor all season yeah unless there is a dramatic reversal in how they perform i I expect brentford to beat leeds i expect arsenal to beat everton um i expect newcastle to beat burnley even though these teams need something i I expect the the better teams to to all win those games and i look at Mm. brentford at home how they play i look at ivan tony i look at how patched up leeds are yeah. I think he he he's someone that I'm really looking at because I think that's that's the kind of differential that not many people are going to move for um, that 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 could do quite well this week. So, yeah, I don't mind that call, I guess, and I, I agree with you about the things to play for. We say it too much. I do think something to play for when it's a golden boot or a uh, a good team getting Champions League or even like winning a league, like you could argue. Mm. Liverpool up their game last night against Southampton with that B team because they've got something to play for. But I agree, like accusing Premier League players and teams of being on the beach as well is has become a little bit my pet peeve. And I think it's because I'm like, the lack of respect shown to these professional athletes yeah. to say that they're on the beach. Like, they're not. Because even the teams that are mid-table, you could argue have nothing to play for, are arguably look at their contract situations. They've always got something to play for. They're always talking contracts. They have. Look at their future transfers this summer. Their individual performances still, even if you could say the team has nothing there. 
and you could just say Newcastle and Brentford and teams like that, or the fact they're mid-table and they're not going to get relegated, they're not going to get European football, it means they can play with a little bit of, of confidence and swagger and express themselves a little bit more. So, yeah, you can change the narrative to whatever suits your kind of methodology that week, I guess. But I'm with you. We, we talk about it far too much. You do, yeah. I mean, just, just looking at some of the other teams as well. I mean, Chelsea versus Watford, you've got two, or you've got three of those players if, if Havertz turns up. But like you mentioned, Mount, you could go for a differential captain in someone like James. They're so weak down the left, Watford. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at Reese James. I'm thinking, I've, I've got to get him in. Um, you know, you've got Palace against United. I mean, United, uh, you know, Palace should... A home game for Palace where they've been so strong against United who are just so... I mean, in transition doesn't even cover what, what United are at the moment. Leicester yeah. v Southampton. Southampton, the worst team defensively away from home. You know, Liverpool versus Wolves. You've got Spurs. Versus, there is, there's a lot. There's a lot this week that I, that I think. I think a hit for this game week 38 is completely reasonable to try and yeah. catch up with, with some of these, with some of these, with some of these teams playing. Especially are. on premium players, like premium players that we feel like we can trust. Like I don't think I'd be taking a hit on someone like Tony, even as good as he's been. But someone like a Reese James or a a high upside player, like I think Luis Diaz, for example, knowing he's now had a rest and I've got him in my team. I think a lot, if they have that free Liverpool slot, let's say they're selling Salah. I think forget the money. Don't think Salah to Luis Diaz means, Oh, I've got 5 million. I'm going to leave in my squad value at the end of the season for game week 38. It doesn't matter. Luis Diaz is performing like a Salah, like Mm. a peak, not quite a peak Salah, but like a 12 million asset in recent weeks. So, I'm actually really excited about owning Luis Diaz and he's actually a captaincy option this week for me. He's a lovely punt, I think, for 38, Luis Diaz. Yes, he I really hope. is, isn't he? Like, I think we'll all we'll all look at Spurs players, but I think Liverpool against Wolves, as you say, is a really nice fixture. Yeah. And they're gonna now the title's still on the line, they're gonna go, they're gonna go full strength, and I would expect goals. Yeah. I think I think you you personally, I think you you if Salah's a doubt, you do Salah to Son, Havertz to any one of the players that I've, I've mentioned. I mean, you could even do sort of a bro, you're up to a Tony maybe, but I appreciate you want to try and tap into that Chelsea at home fixture. There's loads yeah, of ways City, you can go. I like City attack and Chelsea attack, yep. which I do want to cover. There's, there's, there's loads of ways you can go. I think, I think you're, in, you're, in, you're in pretty decent. Nick, I think the, the difficulty for you will be if Salah is ready yeah. to start that game. Yeah, I know. I know, like, <laughs> how do I get Son in? Because I can't sell Havertz to Son, right? I, I was looking at it going, can I go Havertz to Son and go Saka down to a complete enabler? I don't quite know if I can even go that far. Um, so it's a tough one. I mean, it's that's, a really that's, headache. I mean, sell, selling Saka at home to Everton? I don't I, mind that. You don't mind it? Okay. I, I, honestly, I feel like Arsenal are so done. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Everton win that. I would be very surprised to see Everton win that. You reckon? I just think Arsenal are so lost at the moment and I do think Saka's injured mm. I'm not saying Saka won't play please don't sell Saka because I'm claiming he's injured <laughs> something's not right watching him again last night on or whenever the game was Monday night he's carrying something can you can you just can you lift Shark up a little bit just because he is oh, so cute he's just fast asleep in he is asleep arms. in my arms yeah <laughs> I'm holding him like a baby because he's kind of well he is like a baby and he I'm practicing like for fatherhood <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Oh, you've got it down, mate. You're going to be fine. Uh, yeah. What is that thing behind you as well? Oh, thanks for asking, Az. 
this is oh this is amazing so some of the best football games ever right um think of your champions league finals man united by munich 99 well clive tilsley signed on the back has put together a collection of his commentary notes from these best football matches okay. ever right so any guesses for what game i might have on this print this is clive tilsley's lineup and his commentary notes for a game he commented on not that long ago not that long ago. So he, I think... It on was Clive the, on the Aguero moment, right? No, I think that Aguero, that's that's um, Martin Tyler. Oh, I, but, I mean, Tyler. he was probably there for someone, Clive. But no, I mean, look, there's some big games over the years Clive's done. And he's also did some work in the Euros, right? So Euro 2020 final at Wembley, Italy oh. versus England. I have got... Clive Tilsley's notes. You can see there, Jorginho, Verratti, Barella, Chiesa, all the stats. So this was hit. This was commentary notes. That is quite um, cool, actually. I have to say. So that's that going to go on the wall, and with my Italian shirts and my Ciao Bello and my Roberto Baggio. So yeah, it's going up there. If you're interested in any of Clive's work, um, he's got a Twitter page for it. Oh, um, well, here we go. How much is he paying you? <laughs> he's got a twitter page for it commentary <laughs> charts at commentary charts and yeah that was actually gifted to me by um um chris stark so chris stark and clive tilsley have set this up together um and chris stark i think you know as you did an interview with him didn't you for five live i yeah I, I've, I've spoken to chris stark about a couple of things actually um yeah <laughs> yeah so chris stark big football fan clearly mates with clive tilsley and they've done this these commentary charts, which I think are awesome. They're like, for 20, 20 odd quid, you can get it. And it's obviously not the original print, but original Clive. I thought at back. first it was the it was the original print. And I was like, that's, that is cool. But no, it's, it's yeah, that's, that, is, that is very interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm just watching the chat. I'm guessing loads of them guessed that it was the uh, Euro 2020 final I went for. <laughs> yeah, a few people, a few people <laughs> saying that. <laughs> oh God, I'm going to get loads of comments now about being anti-England. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can't bring along a bloody commentary sheet to the team, the match that we've had our worst loss in recent memory in. But oh, fine. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for asking. I'm I'm chuffed with that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, check them out. Yep. <laughs> How much are they paying you? <laughs> I so promise you, you nothing. Good. Yeah, we, we, we don't we don't need to hashtag add this video then. That's... No, we definitely don't. Do you know what it was? I saw Chris Stark. I think posted something on Twitter, and I commented, being like, "Oh my god, I absolutely love this." And he was like, "Oh, I can send you one." And I was like, "That's such so nice of you. Thank you." So and he did. <laughs> I can believe right. it. Mate, you're that is the celeb appeal of Gianni Petici. Right well, I don't there. think he even knew I was. I think he was just feeling generous. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I think that's about it then. Um, so, well, oh, captaincy. What, what about captaincy, Cap Az? Because I want your, I want need your opinion on this. Where are you going? I think if you've got Son, it's it's about the easiest captain decision of the, of the season. Uh, I just I can't see any reason why you would go against the most informed player against the worst defense in the league. I think Norwich are at home. I think they're going to go for it a little bit. And to be fair, they they do go for it anyway under yeah. Smith. But that's going to play into that's going to play into Spurs' hands much more than than Burnley, for example. Like I wouldn't Burnley. be I, yeah. I wouldn't be put off by the Burnley narrow win. I, I I think Spurs win heavily against Norwich on the on the final day. So yeah, Son for me, Kane probably second. If Salah's fit, I think he's an interesting one. I do think though, if you, if you are chasing in, in a mini league, like we've said before, I think there's enough players to. To roll the dice, you know, your Vardy, Madison, I think Alonso. Reece James. 
Yeah, I'd go for Reese James over Alonso purely because of Watford's weakness down down the left. That is something worth mentioning. I mean, someone like Diaz, for example, just given the form that he's been in. Um, yep. I mean, if Havertz is out, you could even bring in Lukaku. How about that for a for a maverick move? Final day hat trick for Lukaku. <laughs> now that would put you up uh, the list. There's there's plenty of there's plenty of ways you, you can go with it, but logically, Son is is to me is 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 is, is an easy 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 decision. I am. There's still part of me that's like I've gone Kane over Son all this time. Now Son will be in my team, I'm sure, and I'll have Kane and Son. But because I've been Team Kane for the last few months, and it's cost me, is game week 38 going to be the week where he massively trumps Son? And like, uh, is is that is imagine that missing really... it? Son blanks and Kane gets 15. You, Honestly, you miss it. So I am tempted to go give captaincy to Kane over Son, but look, I guess the evidence shows us in the last few weeks that or months that that Son does outperform him, tends to outperform him. Didn't last week, but. Um, yeah, so that's a hard call to make that for those that have been loyal to Kane. I think it's a really yeah. hard move still. True, and you know, there's, there's this talk about pens, isn't there? If if it's nil nil, Kane takes the pen. If it's one yeah, nil, or even even one nil, yeah. If there's yeah, one think, goal in it, Kane still takes the pen. I I personally think Kane takes the pen. Whatever. That's that's my own, that's my own view of it. I, I unless they're like six nil up in the 88th minute <laughs> then he might but Kane cares too much about his his own records he he, he won't be, he won't be happy with what 13, 13 14 goals he's got this season he won't be happy with that yeah true also son has to have scored a goal or two in that game exactly to think he, he has a to. chance of winning so he needs to be two goals to the good and then ask for the penalty which again we're looking at even less likely scenarios yep um final question just someone mentioning uh, de bruyne in the chat i mean the one game we haven't really talked about is, is City versus Villa I'm expecting yep. this to be tight I I, I, City, I don't think City roll over Villa look at how Villa played against Liverpool a few weeks ago Yeah, they played really well in that Ings had you know Ings scored that great goal didn't he that was offside yeah. they had good chances City are, are vulnerable defensively like we saw against West Ham I think I, I think Villa can get at them with the creativity they've got I think City win but I, I'm not expecting a 3 or 4 nil. And I can see plenty of other games where there's there's bigger halls for players. So he wouldn't be in my my consideration. Yeah, I he I owned him I own him at the moment for my free hit against West Ham. And I was really frustrated. What City do when a team is uber defensive against them, as West Ham were second half, City commit all the numbers going forward, they have 80% commission uh, possession. De Bruyne becomes the quarterback and against West Ham. He was so eager to get on the ball and make things happen that a bit he drops deeper and deeper and you get your flying wingers, your wide forwards, your fullbacks all ahead of him and he's assisted the assist man. It's against teams that are deep and part of the bus. He becomes the assist of the assist man. And I think that's what Villa will do. I think they'll be deep. I think they'll have numbers behind the ball. They'll play on the counter and De Bruyne will be frustrated. If they don't score early, and when I say early, they don't score in the first half an hour or even in the first half, it will be a tight game and De Bruyne will be deep. If City get an early goal, however, like is often the case, they could steamroll them 4-5-0, but they need an early goal and they didn't get it against West Ham. And I don't know if they will get it against Villa. I still want to cover City attack, but that's because of my loyalties to them and, and, and Foden in particular. And that's likely where I'll go. See, I, I just I don't I just don't see City steamroller in Villa. And this will probably even with an early goal though. If they well, get an early I, goal, I, it I could just be think big. If, if ever there's a game where you want to manage it and see it out, which Pep is so good at doing, it's this one. You, you yeah. don't you, you don't go gung if you're one or two nil up. You don't go gung ho to to hit five or six against Villa. 
who can who can hit you on the counter attack. They've got fast play. You know, Coutinho, Watkins. These these are quick players who can break. Where, where City, that's how peak teams score against City. Yeah, they've got the yeah, players that can. That, they've got the players that can hurt them. I just don't feel like City need to go gung ho to get the four or five goals because the way they play, they create so many chances. Normally, mm. they don't have to leave themselves open to push. I just think if they get the early goal, then Villa push a little bit. Certainly, if they go they go two nil up. Villa then have to come forward and the spaces when you're talking about the likes of Grealish and Mares and Foden and even Jesus recently they're just so they can be so clinical when confidence is high and I feel like if they go 2-0 up or even 1-0 up it'll be a party atmosphere and the nerves will go Villa might commit numbers there might be space and I just like backing the upside there but yeah I don't know. I still want to go there, but uh, but I, I also appreciate I'm often blinkered and blinded by City. Like looking at the overall points this season of those City midfielders that I always bang on about, and I include Foden in this, underwhelmed this season. Like Foden's numbers haven't been great. He's got, what is he on, 130 points for the season or something? It's like, you know, Mason Mount's on 170. Mm. We don't talk about him every week, but we do talk about Foden. Um, those Man City mids have all been pretty, other than KDB, just looking now actually. Um, so, yeah, KDB 190, Sterling 159. Bernardo had his moments of 153, but then it Foden 135, Mares 134, Gundogan 110, Grealish 86. Like, rubbish returns. Rubbish yeah. returns, considering we talk about them all the time. I mean, Foden really has 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 underperformed, isn't he, from, from an FPL perspective? I mean, I didn't actually realise it was as bad as that. 135 points for... He's poor. He's, he's played majority of games, I'd say. That's I mean, the number nine. nine. Yeah, I mean nine goals, six assists. It's a it's a decent return, but you know he's he, he's below like Rafina, Gallagher, Ben Rama, Ward Prowse. The, yeah. the, you know Trossard. Trossard's got more points than Foden this season. Yeah, Trossard, Ward Prowse, unsexy picks that are smashing mm. him. Um, yet we talk about Foden every week. I mean, look, I buy him every week. That's probably why. But. Um, yeah, you you definitely expect more from the guy playing number nine in the team that scores the most amount of goals. Yeah. One final question for you, just before we go. Um, and I think we're going to do a kind of a post-season look back over your season and best moments and mistakes and chip use and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we'll have one more of these uh, next week. So don't worry. And yeah, well, of course we'll be back next season. FPL Doddy. Oh, yeah. We carry on next year. Yes, Janny will be back. We've signed, we've signed the new contract. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's signed the new contract. He's he's promised me a load of those um, commentary uh, things. So, <laughs> yeah, we're all good. Uh, okay, final question. Uh, City, Villa are one all. The 95th minute. Um, player, you know, gets given the ball in the penalty area for City. All he's got to do is slot it home. Aguero moment. Which City player do you want on the end of it? And which player do you not want on the end of it? I can see KDB still being that guy because I yep. just think he's the main man. Um, but for, for FPL, I think Jesus will have a little bit of backing because of forward spots. And he's already got a decent amount of ownership. So I'd, I'd hope that it's not Jesus. I'm just looking at the Man City ownership. I think Jesus is probably the last player in that City team. I'd want that on the end of that. Oh, yeah, as in the one I actually backed to convert it. Yeah, God, yeah. yeah. I definitely want De Bruyne, if not Foden, or Bernardo, because he can finish Bernardo. He's just rarely in front of goal. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want Jesus near it. But in terms of ownership, Jesus is 10% owned, so he could he could hurt rank a little bit if he gets gets goals. Uh, the others are all so lowly owned. You know, De Bruyne are 16%. Bernardo's 14%, but it's all the casuals from earlier in the season. So, yeah. 
They've got quite a few players who I wouldn't want on the end of it. When you look at the City teams of, of the past, you know, the likes of Yaya Torre, David Silva, Aguero, all these guys I'd want, but I wouldn't fully trust Sterling, Foden, Mares, Grealish, I Jesus, Grealish. No, yeah. I wouldn't. Not, not, you know, not to bet your house that that player scores that goal. The only player in that team I'd bet on would be De Bruyne. Yeah, I think me too. And yeah. even Cancelo, who I think has had more shots than anyone else in the Premier League this season in the Man City team, yeah, which is ridiculous. Cancelo's had more shots than any of these players we're talking about. And he's only got a few goals. Like he shoots, he's not very good in front of goal, Cancelo, as much as we love him. So yeah, even Cancelo, I wouldn't trust. And he's been their best player. Yep. Excellent stuff. Right. We've done a bit of a bumper one today, but I mean, I enjoyed ten, that. Minutes, 10 minutes of that was lost to uh, typical technical issue on the final one as well but yeah blame blame joe <laughs> uh as always awesome awesome johnny we'll be back next week um good luck in game week 38 i really hope you get that top 10k finished oh, that'd be a really nice end to, to this series of, of streams uh good luck to everyone listening and watching hopefully you've enjoyed them um yeah and we'll be back for the aftermath next week thanks mate let's go danny ings come on come on danny <laughs>